welcome back to another Daily Walk. We're going to be continuing the discussion on dangerous religious groups looking at this guide from RBC, How to Identify a Dangerous Religious Group. And uh, last time we looked at four of the characteristic traits, idealism, authority, enthusiasm, and family. And today we're going to do the next four, and then uh, we'll probably uh, do another one after this as well, just kind of get a, a you know multi-series part going on cults and stuff. And so the next basis, um, you know, we're talking, of course, about how cults uh, get involved, the marks of them, uh, what types of things you look for in a cult, this type of things. And so number five is biblical emphasis, biblical emphasis. Um, so what your biblical emphasis is, is, is that um, these give much attention to Bible study, but their learning is often carefully orchestrated. So it's not like go out here, find a Bible and study it on your own, figure out what it is you need to learn, um, go find some other resources, see what you kind of things you like, find a preacher. Those are the types of things a good church, a good group is going to have is encouraging you to branch out, encouraging you to study from different perspectives. All right. But in a cult, what happens is that the Bible study oftentimes leads and directs them to a purpose. This is one of the things, another one of those factors that I find in the church growth movement a lot, where the churches tend to preach in such a way or guide the studies in such a way is to move the congregation towards the direction that the leader wants them to move into. And that's not the model of Christianity, which is about equipping the saints to do the ministry where they are. But the biblical emphasis that you find in a dangerous religious group is very well orchestrated. It has a, a very specific point, and they will discourage you from studying anything outside of what their individual group has to say. And that's kind of what's um, what the difference is with with that. Um, number six, sacrifice. <clears throat> no, we're not. You know, top time things you don't want to hear during an operating uh, during a surgery in the hospital. By the way, you don't want to hear the doctor say, "Take this sacrifice, O great Lord of Darkness." You don't want to hear that under anesthesia. All right, but anyway, um, sacrifice isn't that. Sacrifice is giving up things that you liked, particularly things that were not necessarily part of the group. Give up the family relationships. Give up the other friends. Give up these types of measures, these types of principles. Uh, give all of that up uh, for, the, for the purpose of the group. It doesn't start out, here's a quote, it doesn't start out that you are the only ones who have the truth, but that you are the only ones making sacrifices for the truth. I didn't want anything cheap. I wanted something that cost me my commitment. So, um, in this, this is a mark of a lot of your dangerous religious groups is that they're going to ask you to give up things that otherwise would bring you pleasure. Guys, the Christian life is just not about, about beating down and beating people into servitude. It is a, about joy. There is great joy in the Christian life. You can enjoy life. You can enjoy creation like this. We have these privileges, these responsibilities even. It's just that... that when these groups, they want you to deny all of the rest of the reality and focus exclusively on what they're doing. Now, of course, uh, it bears saying again, not every group has every one of these aspects. These are just things to look into. Uh, number seven, this kind of follows in one of those things in the bite model we talked about in the first video in this series, exclusivity or exclusivism. Uh, dangerous religious groups um, members often develop the belief that they alone have been entrusted with the truth. 
Um, in the biblical time, there was a um, there was a, a group of believers called the Gnostics. You might have heard the Gnostic Gospels. The Gnostics were a group of people that were around at the early founding of the church in which several of the passages in 1 John deal with the Gnostic heresy. The Gnostic heresy was a viewpoint that these people believed that they had a greater revelation. They had a greater truth. They had greater purpose. They, you know, they knew better than anybody else what the real truth was. That's not the model in the church. But that is one of these parts of exclusivity is that the group believes that if you're not in their group, you're not saved. If you're not in their group, there are no other groups out there. There no, are no other churches out there. There is no other church that preaches the truth like you find in this case here. All right. And so it leads to this exclusivity, uh, exclusivism where people believe in the in this dangerous religious group that there is no truth outside of that which is in the group itself all right and eight is indoctrination now this is an interesting one because you know any atheist believes that any form of religious practice is indoctrination that's not what indoctrination is indoctrination has with it an aura of of brainwashing it takes away control. It takes away your ability to have free thought. Once again, real, true Protestant Christianity has nothing at all to do, has nothing at all to do with indoctrination, has nothing at all to do with narrowing, narrowing your views and your thoughts. What real Christianity is, is to examine the world, study and understand the world in the constraints that God has produced it. Okay, Christianity and science are not in conflict. That is a modern construct. In fact, the entire foundation of what we know of as science is, called, is, is Baconian science. Francis Bacon, he was a theologian. He developed the scientific method that we use in science. Because Protestantism, Christianity itself, is about progress. But indoctrination... Um, so what they say here is an additional mark of many dangerous religious groups is their use of sophisticated methods of recruitment and coercion uh, persuasion, persuasion. Rather than allowing converts to make decisions of faith based on their own senses of good judgment, some groups break down the individual thinking by one or more of the following techniques. Now, this is where we might we might actually pause here so we can devote some time to all these. So maybe next time we'll look at, at the marks of indoctrination, uh, you know, isolation, peer group pressure, love bombing, all of these things. I have things to say about all of these topics. I think that'd make a, a great next video uh, diving into those. So once again, it's, it's worth reiterating that if you find yourself in one of these groups, Figure out how to get out. Figure out how to have support outside. And they can make it feel horrible when you actually start using your mind and leave the group. And you can leave it open to as many friendships as you want. They are going to alienate you. They are going to tell, tell their people that you left the group and so you're just now the enemy. They were, you were taken in by the enemy is what they're going to say. And that's not the case. You got to have a lot of grace. You got to have a lot of peace. And uh, just really ultimately the best thing that you're going to do is learn to, um, learn to understand the difference between a dangerous religious group or a cult 
and what true biblical Christianity is. True biblical Christianity is to acknowledge that we are sinners, incapable of saving ourselves, and that God himself came down to earth and he died on a cross for us. He was perfectly God, perfectly man, tempted in all ways, yet found perfect. He died on the cross for us and we have to accept this sacrifice by faith. And then once that happens, we get into the heart of God by prayer, we get into the mind of God by Bible study, and if any group, any one person is telling you what you can or can't study, that is that is dangerous. Now, there are warnings, absolutely, there are warnings, because Christianity also isn't just getting out into the world and do whatever you want either. There is a lot of false and dangerous and damning teaching out there in the world. We have to understand that. But with that being said, we have to have the freedom to examine these things. Listen to different people's perspectives. If somebody says that's not a good resource, hear them out. Ask why. They might just give you some wise knowledge. But if they say, don't listen to that, you're not allowed, that's a little on the dangerous side. So those are kind of the perspectives. So thanks for coming along on this Daily Walk. Thank you for tuning in. Our Walk in Christ podcast is a listener-supported presentation. For more information about how you can help, check out ourwalkinchrist.com forward slash support or our Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash Tom M. That's T-O-M-M. Digital and paperback books are available on several online bookstores or at our website. Once again, the website is ourwalkinchrist.com.